Now, they're still celebrating up there in Northampton. Uh, Grady Tomelty is the coach of the Northampton Rams, who won the Premiership in what was a drama-filled day on Saturday. And uh, Grady now joins us on the program. Thanks for your time, Grady. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. How's the Premiership coach of the Great Northern Football League feeling today, apart from maybe a fraction dusty? Uh, no, we're all still together celebrating. Um, a few of the boys have said, oh, what a good way to spend our Sunday. And we've had to let them know it's actually Monday. So celebration's been great. <laughs> uh, the first premiership for the Rams since 2004. You've had to wait a while. Yeah, it's been awesome. Carl Cripps, one of our senior players, actually showed us some photos. And there's a bunch of us that were five, six years old. And we're so young, so skinny, so tiny. But to, to see those photos and reminisce on the last time they've done it just means so much more that... We've been around forever and, and we've had some, some tough times, but to band together and do it, just, yeah, it's awesome. What does it mean for the town? Oh, it's huge. Um, small small town, but biggest hearts in the world. We've, we've got our AFL Rams guys that are always backing us in. And you look at those statues down the main street and we think, geez, if they didn't go on to bigger and better things, how good would the footy club be results-wise? But to then have Harry and Josh come back and help us out just means so much more. We'll get back to uh, Harry and Josh in a moment, but it was a crazy grand final. At one stage, uh, many thought railways had won when the full-time siren sounded uh, by one point, but then the goal umpires checked their cards and found out that the scoreboard was wrong. Is that correct? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So Harry went straight to the goal umpire and obviously railways were celebrating. And, yeah, as soon as I saw the goal umpires coming across, I knew I checked with my team manager and he said, yep. It's, um, it's a draw, and speaking to people after the game, they said they all knew, and I was pretty angry because I said, any danger of telling us coaches, because, yeah, we were pretty heartbroken, but um, we clicked back into gear, and I just feel for railways. Obviously, they had the, the ecstasy of winning a grand final, and to be told that, hang on, it's wrong, but, yeah, people made mistakes, and, and nothing against the person on the scoreboard. It's, it's one of the best grand finals in history, so railways for the club should be proud as well. It must have been just total confusion after the game. People running left, right and centre trying to clarify that this was an incorrect score on the scoreboard because, after all, it wasn't a home and away game. It was an actual grand final determined by one point. Yeah, yeah. We, like I said, we were just as confused as anyone else. Um, railways were celebrating. We were heartbroken. But Harry Taylor's a smart man and he knew the rules and we banded together pretty quick and he explained to our guys that, look, we've got 10 more minutes of footy, this is how it goes. And, yeah, it's, it's just heartbreaking for railways, but other end of the stick, we're, we're so happy and, yeah, couldn't have asked any more. Tell us about how the 10 minutes went. In the end, you won by how much? Uh, we won by three goals. So we were pretty clear in our message and said, look, we've, we've lost once. We, we know what it feels like, but... We've got 10 more minutes of footy. Let's just attack, attack and attack because in those situations, you score a goal, the other team has to score two goals to win. So we, we really want to play aggressive footy and score quick. And, yeah, we managed to kick two goals in the first five minutes and then we didn't want to take our foot off and try and slow it down. We knew that every goal was worth its weight in currency. So we just wanted to score and score quick. Saying that, uh, it was a huge letdown for railways. Do you think that impacted the, on them going into extra time? Yeah, definitely. Like, the emotions that you get of winning or losing a grand final would have been massive. And, and they've they've obviously celebrated and thought, geez, we've done this. And, and yeah, to, to be able to put put yourself back into gear to play an extra 10 minutes of footy after thinking that you've done it, it's, yeah, it's truly heartbreaking for them and they just feel for them. And but as a footy club, they should be proud of what they did because one of the best games I've ever been involved with. 
Well, it was a boyhood truce, wasn't it, when they went on their different paths to AFL clubs, Harry Taylor to Geelong and, of course, Josh Kennedy Carlton and then the West Coast, that they'd like to come back and play for the Rams one day together. And they did that on grand final day. What was it like having them involved? Um, yeah, so they've been involved. Harry's obviously come back for two or three years now and JK's always shown his face around the club and, and people are saying that it's, we've got these guys in to win a grand final, but... What they've given back to the footy club and the community over their whole whole career, there was never any doubt that we'd welcome them back in straight away. Um, it's not every day you get people of their calibre that, that want to play footy for, for a small footy club. So, yeah, everyone knows them personally. It's, it's not like these big superstars coming in and, and just playing footy. It's, it's actual mates and family and friends. So, yeah, they've, they've just really embraced what we've built as a footy club and, and added to it so much more. So, Tom, how did they go on, on the big day? Uh, well, Josh was a bit slow at times, but he um, he threw his frame around. He was a big body, and then same as Harry. It's it's just to have that experience and that knowledge and that now. And when things aren't going your way, and that momentum momentum shifts, you, you get these guys that come in and say, "Look, this is what we need to do," and, and everyone listens. And yeah, the guidance they showed the young fellas across the club has just been second to none. Did Josh kick any? I uh, kicked two po- uh, two goals from the goal line, so he um, <laughs> he toe poked them across. But no, he finished with three, and I don't think Harry kicked one. Uh, and uh, you as the coach, uh, how do you address and say, Josh, you need to play this way, or Harry, you need to play this way, or do you just back out knowing that they know exactly what their role is? Uh, I don't tell them directly. I've sent my runner out so they can get that <laughs> message. But no, no they're, they're really wanted to their feedback to me as a coach, and I lean on them a lot to get to get feedback of how we want to go as a team. And they understand that it's a, um, it's a country footy league. But we don't expect people to... To put everything first, our, our rule at the footy club as a coach is, is family work footy. You, you deal with your family, you deal with work, and then you come to footy because a happy footballer is a good footballer. And they've really driven that message as well that they're here to, to win with the club and they don't expect people to sacrifice everything, but you make those little sacrifices and you, and you get the ultimate success. Finally, what happened to Harry's car? <laughs> yeah, so we, um, we had a team meeting at about 4.30 on Saturday or Sunday morning. I said, boys, look, Harry's gone home. His car's still here. We, uh, we're going to take his wheels off, but we need JK to give us the all clear. So <laughs> after some brief discussions, we all said, yep, we're doing it. So we, um, we ripped his tyres off, put them sideways and dropped the car back down. But funny thing was is that we saw some footage of him doing a parade up the main street on Sunday morning, showing his medal, hanging on his statue, and then he comes up to the footy club to see that we've taken his wheels off. So <laughs> what a way to humble him. But, yeah, one of, the, one of the classic stories. He's actually turned up to Mad Monday wearing a uh, a jumpsuit with soot over his face and a jack with a wheel on it. So oh, beautiful. He finds the funny side. Beautiful. Good on you, Grady. Congratulations on being a premiership coach for Northampton, the 2023 version after the last one was back in 2004. Going back in history, do you know how many premierships Northampton have won in the journey? Uh, I think that was our seventh, maybe. I'm not too sure. But Saturday night, we had the 2004 guys there. There was guys from the 77, 78, 79 grand finals there. So, yeah, we don't really count those things because everyone knows each other, everyone loves each other. But to have people that have, have won a grand final there on Saturday night celebrating was just, yeah, it's probably the best bit about it. Good on you, mate. Congratulations. Thanks for joining us. No, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, great effort. Good on you, Grady. Go back to it. I hope the beer hasn't gone warm because you were chatting to me. All right, uh, let's continue now. Uh, Sports update for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. A lot of talk regarding weather. 
uh, Nick Dacos will be available to play for Collingwood on Thursday. He's been ruled out, but he has been training. Uh, this is what his brother had to say on his younger brother. I think he was just meant to be jogging, but he picked up to a little sprint. Um, it's also it's so good for him just to, to be out back with the group. Obviously, it's pretty tough being injured um, and you don't feel part of it. But, um, you know, we, we appreciate his support throughout the time and we can't wait to have him back. Well, Geelong have made three more list changes after their nightmare AFL season came to an end last week in what is expected to be a busy off-season. Father and son duo Sam Simpson and Oscar Riccardi have both been delisted along with uh, Cooper White. Two-time Geelong Premiership coach Mark Bomber-Thompson will present the Jock McHale medal at the AFL Grand Final, a winning coach at the end of the month. Sydney Swans Premiership hero Josh Kennedy has been unveiled as the Premiership Cup ambassador. And 2005 North Smith medalist, former West Coast Eagles captain Chris Judd, will present this year's medal following the AFL's recent tradition of having past winners do the honour chronologically in order from the date of their own triumph. Uh, there you go. And as uh, we've just spoken to the Northampton Rams winning the Premiership, I'm going to try and get to... Maybe Brett Peake tomorrow, because after winning just two matches in 12 years and being dubbed Australia's worst footy team, this country football club has won its first ever league premiership grand final. We're talking about the Albany Sharks. They've only won two solitary games between 2008 and 2021. They beat uh, uh, Railways 9-12 to 7-6. So we may have a chat to Brett on the program tomorrow. And at the same time, I uh, talked to him about uh, the St Kilda finals campaign, which starts at the weekend. Just before uh, we take a break, hi, Peter. Totally agree with you about the umpiring decisions in the Royals' Claremont game and having four umpires for the finals. Peter, I didn't have Shannon Hearn in my top five. I had the first three right. Then I had Bailey Williams in fourth, Jaden Hunt in fifth uh, in relation to the Eagles' fairest and best. Good on you, Lisa. Thanks for your Text, we're going to take a break. On the other side of the break, a very special guest.